it's really fun being on Instagram. So I think we start thinking like, oh, I've got to do my, I've got to do my Instagram, I've got to do my social media. But the more you do it, and the more you make friends on there, and kind of, you know, talk to people, build a community, and people listening to you, you you get more excited about, oh, I can go on Instagram and you know build my business, which is great. This is the Ideas Lab podcast, where you can learn from great creative and entrepreneurial minds how to turn your ideas into original businesses, books, and brands. Because in a crowded world, it pays to stand out. This is your host, John Williams, best-selling author and founder of the Ideas Lab London. Jessica Rose is a jewellery lover and an award-winning businesswoman. Jessica founded the London Jewellery School back in 2009. She ran her first jewellery-making classes in a community hall and found her very first customers for the classes by putting a postcard in a shop window. Today, she's won six business awards, has a three-studio space in Hatton Garden, which is London's jewellery quarter, and runs 100 or more different types of classes with thousands of students every year. The London Jewellery School has attracted lots of press and TV attention from BBC News to ITV to Sky to many newspapers and magazines. And she's a couple of years ago launched a sister company, the Jewellers Academy, which offers online jewellery training to students all over the world with a particular focus on how to market and make money out of their jewellery. Her marketing has now moved on from postcards and shop windows to using Instagram as a primary way to engage new prospective students. And here she lays out some really simple strategies you can use on Instagram, regardless of what your business is, to start to build followers, build engagement, but actually turns into customers and clients. Well, thanks for joining us, Jessica. Thank you. It's great to be here. Very glad you could make it. Uh, I love the story of the uh, London Jewellery School, and you've been going for quite a few years, and it's, it was obviously initially a, a passion project, kind of, but it's, it's turned into a serious business, and there's multiple arms to it now that I'd love to know about. But if you, can you give us a picture of what the two businesses are now you are in charge of? Sure, yeah. So there's London Jewellery School, which you mentioned, which is a physical training centre in London's Hatton Garden, which is a jewellery quarter. So we teach people there how to make jewellery and we train people in to become jewellers so that they can start their own businesses or uh, do it for fun. There's a whole mixture, kind of wedding rings, all sorts of things. Um, and as you mentioned, that's been going for quite a while. So we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary, um, which was incredible because when you start a business you never really expect it to go for that long so um, that was uh, an exciting kind of milestone and then a couple of years ago I launched Jewelers Academy which is essentially like an online version of the school so for years people were saying do you do online courses is there distance learning I can't come to London or um, I can come but only once and I need more or whatever so uh, that's when Jewellers Academy was born and that really focuses on helping jewellers and handmade artists to run profitable businesses. So lots of people who make their work don't make a good living from it and I think that's really sad and I think that it's very solvable. It's a very solvable problem. A lot of it just comes down to knowing what to do marketing, focusing, 
Um, and so that's what we we do. And we have a lovely community and a membership site around that whole ethos of passion and profit. Yeah, and you so you've got a successful membership site around that, and you've you've had you've got some good traction on Instagram. But I, I, I you were talking uh, earlier to me before we started about. The, the start of the whole business was completely different. How did you advertise it originally? <laughs> yeah, so my first bit of marketing when I started the jewelry school, remember this was probably about 11 years ago because it was before we were even registered. I wrote down on a little postcard uh, that I was going to run some jewelry classes and put it in my local post office, which was highly effective at the time and no one would ever do now because this was before Facebook and Instagram and the whole online. Even having a website then was quite, um, you know, not everyone had that. So um, things have, have changed a lot since then in terms of our marketing. Yeah. So how do you get people into uh, both the London School and the the online um, uh, membership group? Where do those people come from now? So it's a mixture, but really we're quite strongly focused on Instagram these days. And we were talking just a little bit before about how things have changed. So, you know, from the, the postcard in the, the, the news agents or post office, um, it then kind of was very strong. We were very strongly focused on Google, on getting good SEO, on pay-per-click, um, Google AdWords and all of that. That we moved away from maybe about five, five or six years ago, maybe five years ago, and much more focused on Facebook ads, particularly around the Facebook platform. Um, so I'm a big believer in following what's working. And uh, sometimes it takes a bit of time to work out what's working. You have to constantly be experimenting with different things. And then more recently, we've noticed over the past sort of year or two that Instagram for us is a really strong platform. Um, combined with email marketing is kind of how we talk to our audience and grow a community and uh, tell people about the classes and offerings that we have. Um, but that just came from looking at our stats, you know, just very simple stuff at the back end of a, a website. Who are your top referrers? Um, and just listening really to where people are, where people are. So instead of just posting everywhere, we used to have a strategy of same content, just put it on all the platforms because it's easy to do now, right? You can schedule it all. But actually, it, 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 didn't, it didn't feel right. And I think, you know, intuition in business is so important. If something feels not great, that should be listened to. But also the results spoke for themselves that it wasn't massively effective. Um, so then just really listening to where people want to hear from us. Um, Instagram's a very visual platform. Jewelry's very visual, so it's a good match for us. And then just focusing, because <laughs> another thing in this day and age, I'm sure a lot of your followers will agree, is it's very easy to get overwhelmed doing a million different things, but really streamlining that process and being like, okay, this is where we're going to be. We're going to be there for people here. We're going to try our best and put everything into it. And, um, you know, getting the results from that has been rewarding. So, does that mean you actually came off some platforms? I mean, are you present on Twitter and things like that? Not really. I do have some accounts on Twitter, but yeah, in my mind, at least, it's, you know, I mean, probably we do schedule bits and pieces, especially London Jewelry School is more of a brand now that is managed by other people and I kind of work with them, whereas Jewelers Academy, it's, it's a new business, so I'm more involved in the day-to-day -day of it. Um, but I think it's, 
not so much that we're off them, but it's more that the focus is really on one. And if it happens to go to other places, if it feels relevant, then that's great and that's fine. Um, but having five or six different places where you're talking all at once is um, it just it, it didn't seem effective. And this has worked a lot better for us. I think that's really interesting. And I'm, I'm realizing myself, you just it's, it is very difficult to be everywhere and you can't just spray the same content onto everywhere else. And, and you also can't do a hit and run. You can't. I mean, I'm assuming that you're doing something more than just pumping out content onto Instagram and like never looking at it. You're, you're engaging in some way. Yeah, I love the way you say uh, hit and run. We say don't don't post and go. Right. So yeah, it's the same thing. So don't you know? Don't just put something out there and and goodbye. You never you never grow a following or a community that way. But it's we tend to do a bit of interaction just before we post. So we have a strategy behind it. Then post and then ideally at least fifteen minutes, but ideally half an hour on the platform after posting, talking to people posting stories at the same time because that helps with the engagement we know from the algorithms that the first kind of chunk of time after you post is the most important because if lots of people interact at that time then instagram or the platform says oh people like this let me show it to more people um so being really present uh, whenever we post as much as possible obviously august you know people are away and stuff so sometimes you've got to schedule bits but for the most part, it's yeah, it's a social platform. So being there and talking to people, and that's how we've kind of grown it from kind of zero followers on Jewelers Academy to nearly ten thousand in a couple of years, which is quite a steady growth. It's something that we've been happy with. And it was interesting. I was speaking to you know ten thousand is good. It's 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 way more than me, but because uh, I'm a bit of a kind of um, lackadaisical. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Instagram user. <laughs> You're a Facebooker, right? <laughs> I'm a Facebooker because I'm, yeah, this is probably my demographic. Nothing wrong with that. No, I know. <laughs> and I feel like you can only get the hang of, well, I, personally, I can only kind of get the hang of one platform. But the, um, uh, uh, yeah, the the Instagram thing was, it came up in a discussion yesterday with um, publisher Kate Adams from Octopus Books. And we run a course on how to write a nonfiction bestseller um, here at the Ideas Lab. And um, she was saying that having a big following on Instagram is one thing, but actually doesn't necessarily need to be that big because by some standards, you know, even 10,000 is not enormous compared to the mega influencers. But what matters actually is interaction and engagement. So if you've got a, a, a modest size audience on social media, any platform, in fact, and they're really engaging, then the publisher takes that as a test that your book is probably going to work. You could have you could have gamed the system to get thousands of followers. No one's actually really paying any attention, and and people can tell that's not really going to get any results when you say, "Hey, I've got a got a book out." But to, to drill down a bit more into Instagram because it is a, a a bit of a mystery to me, and I know a lot of people on my courses are trying to crack it. Um, what kind of things are you posting and are you are you is it about what you post in a way that encourages interaction or are you going and commenting on other people's things or is it a combination of both yeah definitely both and it's a great question because it's so important what you post and and how you do it 
Um, and I think just before I go into what that is, just something to say that with Instagram, something I really like about it is when you put time and effort in, you get results. So there are some things in online marketing where you think, oh, I'm spending ages on this Google shopping ads or whatever. I'm not getting anywhere. Um, <laughs> so just a bit of motivation before you do the work. It's like it actually works. You know, when you do it, it's a very cause and effect kind of thing. Once you have a strategy and you know about your followers and what to post. So one thing I would say, it doesn't matter too much when you post. People get very caught up with that. I wouldn't worry too much about that. It can make a little bit of a difference, but posts tend to have a life cycle of 24 to 48 hours. So it's not too important when. Um, And in terms of what we post, yeah, so we're looking to, there's a kind of three things we're looking to do, and it's a marketing speak, is to attract people to us, to get them to follow us, to engage people in conversations, so that's likes, um, direct messages, and then to convert, which is getting people to go probably somewhere else to either buy something or sign up to something. So whenever I'm doing a post, I try and think, what one of those three things am I trying to do with this post, and go in knowing, okay, do I want to attract people? In in that case, it's more like viral content. Um, Do I want to engage people? In that case, I need to ask a question that's really easy to answer. Um, We have such short attention spans these days. So I'll often say something like, give me a high five in the comments if you agree, and then go on to talk about something that's hopefully lots of people will agree with. Um, Whereas if I ask someone to share their story or something, that's quite a commitment that they've got to write on my on my post. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't start off with something like that. And then the converting posts, which are obviously the things that are more about sales or sign up to this or join a mailing list. Um, and not doing those too often, but kind of thinking about when I can put them in. Um, so yeah. And, and just a final point on that, I would say is that particularly on Instagram, we found that people really, really respond if you're being quite open and honest um, storytelling, anything that's a little bit personal. I know it can feel uncomfortable (laughs) to share. Um, And we're all terrified of oversharing, especially in Britain, because, you know, we don't want to be too exposed. Um, But sharing some kind of vulnerability or struggle, how you've overcome it, or a little story, um, those posts tend to do the best. Because I think people are going onto social media often to escape they want some kind of some inspiration, something refreshing. So if you can offer that, then not only are you helping them as people, which is a nice thing to do, but also they're going to want to engage with your brand more. So can you give us an example of something, of one of those kinds of stories? Is this you personally posting about your life, Jessica? Um, a little bit. I mean, I don't post about you know, everything in my life, but things, I relate it to my business and I relate it to my followers. So a post that I did fairly recently was about our 10 year anniversary. And I think it started with something along the lines of 10 years ago, my life changed. And then I just went into a little story about how, you know, before I found my passion and what I loved doing, I felt really stuck. I was working in a job that I was kind of unsatisfied with. I was at university at the time and I left both and I felt kind of depressed and sad. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I had all this energy and I wanted to do something. And then I talked about how I came to finding jewelry and, you know, there were ups and downs along the way. I mean, Instagram is short, so I don't want to go on for ages, but I kind of just shared a little bit of that story. And then at the end, I asked people like, what's your story? You know, did, how did you 
how did you come into jewelry making? How did you start your business? So that is an example of where I'm asking them for more of a commitment. Um, but I'd already built up kind of a rapport with my followers by that point. I felt like I could ask for that. Um, I guess an example of a more simple one, um, I actually posted one today, which you guys I'm sure can relate to, which <laughs> was just, we buy from people we know, like, and trust, which is kind of a phrase that anyone in marketing will have heard. And I talked a little bit about that. And uh, I started with put a heart in the comments if you agree. So obviously, it's very easy for people to say, yes, I agree. But some people might want to share a bit more about that. And they can do that too. And just starting a conversation around these topics. I saw another one here that says, what's the first piece you ever made? And um, uh, yeah, so that's like the big graphic in the middle. So your your main feed is actually looks quite carefully curated where you've got this grid of images of jewelry or, or something or jewelry making it uh, followed by a quote or a sort of statement and then it, it sort of cycles. So you get this, uh, uh, you know, a, bit, a play between text pieces and uh, graphic uh, photo pieces. Yes. And that's a great thing to do if you struggle with photog- like finding photographs every day, if you want to post every day. It, and that's, you know, something that we teach to, to people as well is why not put some quotes in there? People love quotes online. And um, so it's a nice way to mix it up. And it, you're right. It looks it looks curated and like you've thought through your feed, um, which which is working for us right now. We might change it. But for now, it's it's how we do it. Do you, do you recommend, are you posting once a day? Is that how you do it? Yeah. So we've got two accounts, London Jewelry School and Jewelers Academy. Um, and we post, generally speaking, one sto- one uh, image or graphic and one story a day on each. There are some days that we miss, uh, but that's the, that's the goal. When I first started the Jewelers Academy account um, in roughly two years ago, I was posting twice a day to begin with, because I knew that starting from zero, so the first thousand followers are the hardest to get. And we know it's not about followers, but we also like to build up the community and build up that kind of social proof. Um, So I was going a bit harder than I am now (laughs) on it. Uh, And I think when you first start anything, you kind of have to really, you know, get involved in it. And I was spending easily an hour a day on Instagram for the first couple of months just to learn about my followers, meet people. Um, and you mentioned before, it's really, it really is a social place. So going and commenting on other people's um, platforms is really, really important, I think. You know, just giving a compliment or you know, not something that you don't believe, but just saying, oh, I think what you're doing is great or something a little bit personal because uh, that's how they learn about you and, you know, you start having that conversation. Yeah, that's interesting. So did you, in order to go and find those other people, do you search on particular tags and things? Yeah, so we try and identify hashtags around our audience and this would work for any kind of audience. And... Um, What I tend to do is after I've posted, I'll pick a hashtag. Um, So, for example, handmade is better is one that I like. (laughs) Um, But around whatever, you know, platform people have, it's something that their their customers might be under. And then I'll just go and interact under that hashtag. And I'll look at the newest posts, not the top ones, because the top posts, 
interacting with people who've got loads of followers, um, you know, loads of things going on already, it's going to be harder. So it's much better to go for, for, you know, newer people on Instagram who are looking to find people to have conversations with. So I'll switch it from top posts to um, most recent posts. And then I'll just go through, obviously there's some spam, but find the ones that uh, look like real people that could be interested in what we're offering and like, give them a like, give them a comment. Um, it's just a nice way to meet people online. And it's such a lovely community Instagram, I think, when you when you use it for your business. Obviously there's good and bad things on all platforms, but it's a really it motivates me every morning as well, just generally to go on Instagram and talk to a few people and, and start the day that way. And when you're posting, you say you, you I quite like getting so specific. This is really helpful. So when you're posting one uh, normal post and one story per day, how do you differentiate what should go in the story and what should go in a normal post? Yeah, so it's, there's no real rules on this, but we tend to reflect what's in the post in the story. So normally I start with the post um, and then go on to the story. And I have someone who works with me on the Instagram accounts now as well. I didn't begin with. And then obviously as your business grows, you kind of get more people involved. So we'll have a meeting and we'll discuss what's going to be covered that week, um, what stories are. And um some really important things for stories are to ask questions. So we also know that if you're posting something on a story and somebody answers one of your questions, like it might be a yes or no question, like, do you love this gemstone? Yes or no. If someone clicks on that, the next time you post a story, you're going to be moved to the top of their feed for what they're going to see. So we really want that engagement to build up the following. So always try when you're posting a story to put a question on it, because if people engage with it, then they're going to see you more often, which is one of the biggest challenges with Instagram now is obviously the visibility has gone down. You don't just get visibility by showing up, you get visibility through engagement. So that engagement is really important. Right. Okay. So that's interesting. So we're, we're looking at one post a day, one story a day, encouraging engagement, having a feed that looks attractive as yours does. I'm looking at the, uh, the Jewelers Academy at the moment, but both of them do. Thank you. Um, <laughs> And, you know, yeah, encouraging interaction by asking questions uh, and so on. And presumably you, you're using lots of hashtags, are you? Yeah, I try and use all the hashtags under each each post. I don't drive myself crazy with hashtags, but we try and use as many. It's a great tool and it helps show you in more places. So um, we find some people get paralyzed around which hashtags to use and am I doing it right? The main thing is like with most things, just do it, just try it, experiment, and you can always change. A good thing about something like Instagram is the content is kind of refreshed every day or every couple of days in terms of how far people look back. So it doesn't matter if you get it wrong or you do a post that's not great. It's just carry on and do another one. Um, and I think other than just marketing and building relationships with your customers, it helps you stay very fresh in your business. And it helps. It's I feel like it's a bit like being in a shop front or something where you're meeting people. You know, you get instant feedback around, oh, no one found this interesting. I thought that was great. But <laughs> I don't need to go and do a video on that now. I don't need to write, you know, a, a blog about it because just me or the other way around you know suddenly something gets loads of likes and you're like oh okay this is what people are interested in so it's just great feedback that is that is really important and i think people miss this when they're starting a business and they don't really i I keep saying like 
do anything you can to be in a room with your target customer or target client. And if, whether that's a virtual room or a real room, if you run a meetup event, if you go to meetup events, um, if you go and talk to people, if, you, if you're selling something B2B, you go in and see corporations and you ask them questions uh, and you interact with people and you, you just, just try and rub up against the people you want to sell to as much as possible and you'll find out what they want and what they don't want and, and what the trends are and what's on people's minds and what they're worried about and what they're looking for. And um, it is quite difficult to persuade people to do that because everyone wants some sort of magic uh, marketing source that that suddenly turns you into a, a successful business, but if you if you do do that as you say, and you 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 find out fascinating things, and you can do that in your social media feeds uh, as you've been describing, and you, it's often surprising. You put something up, you think people are going to love this. This will go wild, <laughs> and it just everyone just goes meh. And then you you put up something you you did in five seconds that you didn't think anything about, and everyone goes crazy about it. So you can never completely predict, can you? No, no. It is very interesting feedback and it helps you to, if you're creating content, any kind of content, um, it's it's like live feedback that you can get every single day in your business. So I think it's kind of priceless in a way. Yeah. So what, what can people do if they get involved with your companies now? So they, if, they, if they live in London, they can come to the London Jewellery School and take uh, take courses uh, in person what kind of things are you teaching there so we have diploma programs so one of our key focuses nowadays is to train people to become jewelers so if somebody um, decided that they wanted to become a jeweler or thought mm, I might want to do this as a career then we have um, a couple of diploma programs that are year-long or we do like an intensive in the summer where we teach people how to do silversmithing and stone setting and our key focus is always entrepreneurial so it's how can you make jewelry that people want to buy that can make you money so it's different to doing a degree which would be more conceptual and more academic it's very much let's start making things that you can sell. <laughs> um, so they're the in-person courses and there are fun ones like taster courses and things that people just do, um, you know, for an evening activity, for <laughs> something something to do in London, a night out. Um, and yeah, then online is, uh, we do individual online courses. So we, ha- we, we teach jewelry making online as well. So we're gradually filming all the different courses at the jewellery school and putting them online, starting with the most popular ones. So we've got silversmithing, stone setting, all these things are quite popular, and beading, wire work, all of that. And then the but the real kind of focus for the online is how to run a jewellery business, which essentially is how to run any business, but it's just focused on that niche. So um yeah, I, I've loved business all my life and I love talking about business, So, uh, but I also love jewellery. So it's kind of just bringing all those things together, helping people work on their pricing, um, their Instagram. We actually have a free course if anyone wants to take it on Instagram for jewellers. It says for jewellers, um, but it, you could use it for anything. It's all these things we've been talking about and it's you know it kind of talks you through this whole strategy. It's a three-part video course so i'm happy to give you guys the link if anyone wants to you can ignore the jewelers bit <laughs> if you're not a jeweler. no that's a good idea i might do that so i'll put the link at the bottom of the the podcast page and people will be able to find that there 
So that's great. So uh, in the meantime, on Instagram, if people follow Jewelers Academy and um, it's London Jewelry School, isn't it? Uh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, or one word in both cases. So that's been really interesting and, and a, a nice little crash course in Instagram that's from a, a, two real world businesses that are actually working and um, and something that uh, will apply to anyone who's doing visual visual crafts. But I think it actually, as you say, applies to anyone, it applies to me as well. It, it all reads across. So thank you for that, Jessica. Really interesting. No, not at all. And it's, I guess it's the last thing to say is it is really fun being on Instagram. So I think we start thinking like, oh, I've got to do my, I've got to do my Instagram. I've got to do my social media. But the more you do it and the more you make friends on there and kind of, you know, talk to people, build a community and people listening to you, you, you get more excited about, oh, I can go on Instagram and, you know, build my business, which is great. Yeah. I've always said in the past, social media is basically just what you do normally. If you, if you get away from the idea of I'm networking now, or I'm doing social media, if you actually do what you do in real life, which is, well, that person's doing something really interesting. I'd love to speak to them. And you go and chat to them go, how's this work? Wow. I'm so impressed with this thing that you've made or this business that you've created. Then you get chatting and often you become friends. And it, so it actually works largely the same way as it does in normal life when you're being a normal human being, but everyone seems to think they have to game the system and, um, and interact in, in some different way when, once it becomes about business and it becomes online. Yeah, definitely. I read this quote today, which said something along the lines of the hardest thing I ever tried to be was normal. And it just made me laugh because I thought it is hard to be normal online. We, you know, we feel awkward and kind of like, what do I say? But yeah, the more natural, the more yourself, the more, you know, a regular person you can be, um, the better, the better it all works for you and for the people you're talking to. So yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thanks, Jessica. Great. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ideas Lab podcast. Please do subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could leave us a review. You can get links and details of everything mentioned in the podcast in the show notes, along with photos and video clips from many of our episodes. Just go to theideaslab.org forward slash podcast.